Welcome to episode two of the Brinkman podcast, the podcast where we discuss the Brinkman adventures. We learn about the missionaries, learn about the stories and the cast and the crew and the funny things or significant things that happened uh, during the production. And uh, I'm Eric Schilder, and with me is Sarah Boltman. That's me. And Sarah also, by the way, plays uh, Aunt Sarah. I mean, these names were... They must have been hard to come up with, huh? Aunt. Why do you say aunt? Aunt. Because yeah. it's aunt. I don't know. Well, I guess in Wisconsin you'd say aunt. That's where we're based in Wisconsin. So aunt. I always uh, said aunt. You said aunt. Okay. Aunt well, sounds just more professional. <laughs> it does, exactly. And uh, with us, as you can hear, is Ian Boltman, the kind of the founder and force behind the Brinkman Adventures. And um, we thank you for joining us. And today what we're going to talk about is kind of the first episode. We, we talked a little bit on the last episode about how it started, what was the, the genesis of the idea, and thanks to Pat Roy for being on the show. That what was fantastic. Guy. I love him. Um, so today we're going to talk about the kind of the first season, first episode, uh, which is called Dangerous Waters. And uh, we're going to go ahead and listen to uh, a few uh, minutes or snippet. so. A snippet. That's uh, a good rate. Great word. A snippet from uh, episode one, Dangerous Waters. Come here, little Wilbur Piggy. You're such a cutie pie. I made you a piggy shirt and piggy pants. Let's put them on you so you look nice. I don't think Wilbur likes wearing pants. And what are you guys doing in the tree fort? Why'd you tie a rope to his back legs? Wilbur's going for a ride down the slide. See? I tied the rope to his legs so he won't go down too fast. Okay, Wilbur, get ready. I'll give you a little push. Don't be scared, sweetie. Wilbur, go down the slide. Let yourself go. Mommy has you. He doesn't like it, Kittry. Here, Ian, catch the rope. Good. Now give it a pull. Bye-bye, Wilbur. <laughs> catch him, Ian. Gotcha, little pig. I'm coming down. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> Good, Piggy. You went down the slide all by yourself. Good boy. Okay, give your mommy a kiss. Ah, Ian, he's biting me. He won't let go. Pull him off. Oh, your nose has teeth marks on it, Kitchy. You're a bad little pig. I love that line. Bad little pig. Exactly. So, uh, what a fun scene. That that is a fun scene, and and I will just state that a lot of your other episodes are not quite as as porky and pig based as that. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> but, but it was cute. <laughs> that, that was that was a really cute a cute thing. And what's fun uh, is to hear how young the kids are. Oh man, it, their voices it, have changed so much. Yeah, that it's amazing to hear them. I think we said in the last episode that it's like listening to them growing up. Yep. Uh, it's kind of like when remember the show The Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. Brady Bunch. You remember that, Sarah? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> We can watch TV. That's right. Well, you know, they're they're still on there somewhere. But you got to actually watch the the family sort of grow up, yeah. and I think it's it's kind of neat. They're at that age where big changes are happening. So that was that was out of episode one. That was kind of right towards the the middle of the episode. Or mm-hmm. okay, yep. so Kitchy wanted a pig, so she got a pet pig, and it went bad. All right, why don't you why don't you give us just a, a thirty second summary of what the episode is about. Sure. Um, the Brinkmans inherit a bunch of money and they, they spend it like 
crazy on all the stuff they've always wanted, and it doesn't really pan out very well. And in the end, they learn that they need to store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust don't destroy. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I've listened, I recently re-listened to the episode and, uh, and, took, and took a look at it. And some of the things that, that struck me were, uh, first of all, let's, let's get down to basics. The Brinkman. Brinkman. Yeah. Uh, your name is Boltman. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you come up with Brinkman? Well, we wanted something that was close to Boltman, but not exactly the Boltmans. Because it's, it's loosely based off us, but it's not exactly like us. And we also wanted um, to, to be kind of under the radar. Under the radar. And a little bit. Yeah, you don't want to like trademark your own, right. your own name, and it would have been a little self-serving. A little weird. A little weird. But uh, the, the kids, uh, name all the Brinkman kids. Okay. Um, the oldest is Michelle, played by my oldest, Alyssa. Kate is played by Ashley. And Kitri is played by um, Michaela. And Joshua, or Ian is played by Joshua. Isaac is played by David. Uh, Grace is played by Grace. Charlie is played by Josiah, Joey. Um, uh, Hope is played by Evelyn. Uh, Peter is played by Peter. And Micah is played by Jude. And we use all their middle names except for Grace and Peter. Okay. Yeah, why was that? It's kind Grace of and Peter? Yeah. Grace's middle name was was a little different. I mean, we thought people would have trouble understanding it. And, and um, <clears throat> Peter, we just, we thought we needed a Peter. Oh. So we kept Peter, Peter and Grace, <laughs> but the rest were all the middle names. That actually answers uh, a burning question that I've, I've had in my mind is where, where the names came from. Uh, and in, instead of going with, uh, with uh, your names, uh, you went with Jack mm-hmm. and Susan. Where'd you get so, Jack? I just thought Jack was a manly name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awesome. Jack. Uh, and now Jack, Jack does all the things that I wish I could. That you do. wish you could do. He's he's the man you've always wanted to be. And uh, your kids play, you know, sort of their counterparts, but you do not play Jack. No. And who plays Jack? Uh, Jack is played by Mike Landers. And and how did you, how did you find your Jack? And when when did you know? Yeah, this is the guy. The Lord sent us Jack. We had auditions for two or three days, and uh, Jim Wraith, who helped produce the first couple seasons, was there with me, and uh, Shannon Zorm, who plays Susan Brinkman, was there, and uh, we listened to a lot of people that came from all over Milwaukee. Some people drove up from Chicago, and none of them fit Jack. I mean, they got to be really good to be to be Jack, right? <laughs> to be you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we were looking for the perfect guy and we were praying. I mean, we really bathed the whole thing in prayer and and uh, just knew that we hadn't found him yet. And I got a phone call. I don't know. I think we finished casting on a Saturday. I got a phone call Saturday night maybe. And this guy says, hey, I'm Mike Landers. And and uh, I, um, I, I two different people told me I need to try out for this. And um, from two different sources, I'd like to come in, but I couldn't make the additions. Can I come after church? tomorrow. And I said, yeah, come on out. We haven't found the guy yet. So he came out. And the second I heard him, I'm like, this is Jack. This is the guy. And and he uh, he loves the Lord. He really believes in the Brinkmans. He's a wonderful guy and a friend. And uh, he was the Lord's choice for Jack. Yeah. And, you know, Mike does such a good job being kind of the dad we, we all want to be, but also showing that you know, he's a dad like us. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he does a good dad thing without being, you know, two fathers know his best or, or two, we talked about the Brady's, Mike Brady, you know, well, kids, 
you know? Yeah. And so, um, I mean, the part of that's due to the writing is as well, but I think Mike has really made the, the character yeah. his own and, and, and Shannon became Susan and now I, I'll, I'll confess I've known Shannon for a really long time. Uh, how did, how did, how did she end up being Susan? Shannon was a, a family friend. I mean, some of our best friends here in Milwaukee. I mean, they were the first people to have us over, I think, when we moved from Alaska mm-hmm. to, to Wisconsin. And their kids, our kids all paired up with their kids and became best friends. And Shannon was in the music department at, at the church. And so I worked with her. And she also um, was in the drama department at church. And so she tried out and she was the best. Yeah, and she's fantastic. Yeah, she's great. And again, she's she's great. She's she's made the part her own, and yeah. um, you know is involved in the writing and and a totally. lot of the logistics and yeah, things like that. Shannon does a part. ton. She does a ton. <laughs> and and Sarah, how did how did you get the part of Aunt Sarah or Aunt? Sorry, <laughs> Aunt. How did you get the part, of Aunt Sarah? <laughs> uh, did you have to yeah. audition for that or? <laughs> I don't. I think I remember Ian calling me or emailing me. I was in Africa at the time, I think. And he said, Sarah, we're doing this thing. It's going to be a radio show about missions. We want to tell your story up there. What happened to you, if that's okay? And I remember thinking, that's kind of a cool idea. Kind of weird. Never heard of anything like that. I mean, of course, it'd be cool to do it. And then as he was, I think you were just asking me lots of questions about what happened and all that. And we, then, made you, we made you audition for yourself. Do you remember that? I remember that. It was <laughs> terrible. It was terrible. It, that's the hardest person to be, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what happened. Okay, so when I was little, I, I had a, a really big gap between my teeth. It's gotten smaller, but it's still there. And so I lisped really bad as a child. And so when I was auditioning, and it, you know, I got over it and I worked really hard and my lisp was gone. But it was always that little, you know, just back there in the past. Well, when I was auditioning, Ian's like, Sarah, you're great, except one thing. You have kind of a lisp. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's following me. And he actually made me put paper inside between no, my teeth. You came up with that idea. You put gum in the gap. I think anyway, you stuck... it didn't work. It didn't help. And it just, I'm just me. So See, he can say it was things. very funny. He can say things to you as your, as the... As the director that he can't say to you as a, as a brother. Exactly. Uh, so were were you involved in the writing early on or um, did that kind of come in later? Think Next so. No. no. But I, I did help record one of the first stories when I was in Zambia. Or, yeah, no, in South Africa. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, I forgot about that. That's yeah, right. That was the, interesting. The um, Raymond story, Raymond and Javi, you guys mm-hmm. rented a studio, I think a YWAM studio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Little in South YWAM. Africa. Mm-hmm. In, in Musenberg. Mm-hmm. Yep. Media Village, it's called. It's a great little place. And I got up. It was Thanksgiving weekend. And I remember I got up at like 2 in the morning. The whole family was sleeping. And I was directing yeah, was from crazy. the States using Skype. And you you were directing over, yeah. over on that end. And it was a great experience. Yeah, Everybody stumbled a little bit at 7 o'clock. And I'd been up all night working on that. And was That that was on season one? Season one, that That's was carjacking. The carjack okay. story. And um, so who was involved in the initial writing of well, let's take a step back. How'd you find your stories? Okay, I, I told a story in the last podcast about um, about about Dave Anderson. I thought that would be just a great starting point, and uh, and then after that, I knew of Sarah. I knew of Sarah's story. Um, I wanted to tell a story from my commercial fishing days. I told a story from when I went on a short term mission trip as a high schooler. That was Papua New Guinea, part one and two, based off that that trip. 
um, laid off was just something we made up. Um, the story uh, Unity Bridge was interesting. We were short, and I was sitting in the front yard just thinking about it, and my neighbor came over, Seth Meeks, and Seth was the youth pastor at Open Door Bible Church. He said, hey, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm trying to think of a story to tell for this new project we're doing. Do you know a good missionary story? He goes, oh, yeah, Eli and Bethany Fader, our best friends, are great story of Sudan. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty amazing. And what's also amazing is a real high percentage of pastors on your block. That's Apparently, true. is that like a little that's pastor? Amazing. That's where yeah. they try to put him in, in Port Washington. Yeah. Your pastor, you're going to go on that. You're going to go on that street. Yeah. So, uh, who was involved in the in the writing? My senior pastor said you can spend some of your time writing the Brinkmans, and so I'd sneak off when I had a break and write the stories in the cafeteria of Concordia. Um, so that's how Dangerous Waters was born. Mike Landers gave me a great tape series by a guy named Bart Gavigan. Bart was involved in the, the movie End of the Spear and Luther, and he talked about collaborating. He said, if you can get over this thing of I had to do it by myself, it'll be a lot better. And so I thought, I'm going to just try to do episode number four with a team. And so I invited Jack, Mike Landers, and Shannon, and Jim Reith, who was producing, and um, a handful of other people, I don't remember who all is there, but invited them over on a Tuesday night to our house. We had cookies and we got a whiteboard out and we had a blast and we never looked back. And I have to say, you've always been so good at getting other people to jump in on what you're doing and getting their advice and helping, mm. like having them help you. I always think Well, that's I, so love, I that. love how, how three people can do something that um, something much greater than one person can do. And, and the sum is actually greater than the part. It's, it's amazing, this synergy, when one idea mm-hmm. causes another idea. And, and then one person doesn't get the glory. It's kind of like, you know, we did this together. And, and they say movies are the, are the highest form of collaboration. And I think, so, uh, you know, making, making an audio drama is similar to that. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. And what's funny is that the writing process hasn't changed that much. There's always a whiteboard and food involved. That's right. Uh, You've been a part of several. We closed Culver's one time. That is that is very true. We had Culver's here. It was... We did Bookstore Bomber season five, wasn't it? And we were having a blast. And I'm sure they wonder what in the world we were doing there. We had a corkboard set up and cards. And they started putting the chairs on the table. And we realized, whoops, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah, started hearing people talking in funny voices and, right. and laughing and things like that. So, uh, But it had to be... an really daunting that first time because you know studios are not cheap Mm -hmm. uh and so you know you had to rent the studio space or you had to you know i mean um jim as you mentioned before jim uh wreath um you know he he works at um what was the name of it now beat house he he had a studio called beat house music right right in milwaukee there Mm -hmm. and so you you obviously connected up with him he was actually leading worship while i was on sabbatical and so I remember taking Jim out, Jim and his wife Mary, and Amy and I took them out for dinner, and I said, here's an idea. What do you think? And he's like, man, let me pray about it. He came back to me and said, I'm in. And so he was great. So he was a part of the writing process early on, and he had the studio, he had all the gear, the know-how, and um, we paid him to do that. The, the church paid him to produce those, okay. those first um, albums. But, but you know, this was really your first time directing something like this. And Jim helped direct it. I mean, we were, again, we collaborated, even in the directing. Um, Shannon would be in there, and Jim, and myself, and we would say, what do you think? What do you think? And we had a code word, um, which I won't say in the podcast, which <laughs> meant um, they're not going to get it. Let's move on. Yeah, and, and that happens. I mean, sometimes, 
And what's interesting is some some people uh, that didn't, if you will, work out for for that particular part, did did work out later on. Uh, sometimes you have to really fit the fit the person with with the part, and so you, you get these recorded, and it did take a long time, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a pretty intensive process. And voice acting is a gift, I must say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, I I can't do it. I'll I'll try to do it, and they'll say from behind the glass. Okay, but you're not going to like it. They'll use that code word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We, we got to let this guy go. Uh, he's just he's just not working it's, out. It's a, so. it's a gift. It's a real gift. And some people, it's, they make it look so easy. Um, but and and some people who are great on stage aren't necessarily the best behind a mic. Right. You have to stay pretty still. You know, if you're really expressive, sometimes you can knock stuff over. But so you, you did that. And where did the how did the music? Uh, who did the music for that? Um, we used, we used um, royalty-free music. We found mm-hmm. we just listened to a bunch of different um, pieces and, and settled on one company that we thought had the best stuff. And we bought we bought the, the CDs, and then Jim would take the music, and he would say, I think this song fits this. And so he would cut it, and, mm-hmm. and um, it was like taking a round peg and putting it in a square hole. It was hard. It's a lot of work to try to make it really fit. Uh, one one very interesting story was um, we needed a theme song. And Jim was looking on his own on the internet. I was listening to songs. And um, one day I wrote him, I'm like, Jim, I think I found it. And I told him what it was. I had found it on some obscure site. He said, unbelievable. That's, that's the same one that I found. And it was Thus Spake Zarathustra. And, okay. and that that was written in honor of the book by um, Nietzsche, which is about the super race and how right. God is basically dead. Strauss wrote that piece, mm-hmm. and from that also comes the 2001 Space Odyssey, right. the, the same the same piece of music. But this piece was kind of obscure, kind of hidden, and I'd never heard it before. But Jim found it independently from me, and when I when I read about the story and what it was based on, I remember thinking. I, I said to Jim, I can't use this for my theme song because this was written in honor of a book that was saying God is dead and, and man is all that there is, the Superman, the super race, which, by the way, Hitler used. Right. And and Jim was like, I don't know. I, I think we're supposed to use it. I remember calling mom, Sarah. Hmm. I told the story to mom, and, and I think mom was the one that said, God wants to redeem it. Huh. Every time this, this, cool. this music is going to be played now— it's saying God is not dead. <laughs> That's super cool. And he's still Nietzsche doing stuff. <laughs> Nietzsche is dead. Yeah. Nietzsche's dead. And Which Strauss is, actually, is turning yeah. in his grave because wow. this song is played all over the place now in honor of God. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That's, uh, th- cool. Those are the kinds of, of stories that are, um, you know, we have to give glory to God mm-hmm. for all, you know, he's, he's the ultimate right. producer and director of, right. of all these things, you know, bringing these people together. How you know Sarah got involved? I think about some of the other people I know that are involved, and you know how how they came to be. Whether it was through God's sovereign work, uh, or or people that are you know particularly blessed by it, and said, you know, I I can I can do that. I can help with that. And you know, looking so back now, and we talked a little bit about dangerous waters. Um, we we have to before we move on talk about the. The clip we heard with the pig. Ah, the pig. And, and the pig clip. Now, how did you find your pig? No, I tell us the pig story. <laughs> oh man, so we wanted a real pig, 
and some people in our worship team at church, um, they said, my brother or my, my cousin has a farm out in Random Lake. And so he called this guy Royal and said, hey, Royal, can we borrow a pig? And he said, yeah, my, one of my sows just had babies. And so come on out. You can have a pig for the day. And so we got in our grand caravan, the whole family. Actually, no, I think I went with just Grace or maybe Michaela and a couple kids. And we, we got in our car, drove to Random Lake. And he said, yeah, the pigs are out there somewhere. So we started looking for the pigs. We couldn't find them. Remember that, Josh? And we were going to, I think we were going to leave. I think maybe we prayed. I think we prayed and asked the Lord to help us find the pigs. And one of the kids, I don't know if it was Grace or Michaela, said, I see them. They're way out there by that pole. So we went and got Royal and said, Royal, we found the pigs. He went and got a baby for us. And we loaded it into a, a little pet carrier in our car. And when we took off to Cedarburg, and we had a professional photographer at that point who was going to shoot the 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 cover shot with them on the slide. And so I said, okay, well, while you're shooting the pictures, I'm going to take the audio. And so by, <laughs> by now, all my kids are there. We're in the middle of Cedarburg, this really nice, quiet little suburb. And I, I think we asked permission to use some people's um, play set in their backyard. Yes, we did. I remember we asked permission and they said, sure, go ahead. So we took the pig out and Michaela got up there on the slide and this pig went crazy. It went berserk. I did not know little pigs can scream that loud. It was like we were killing it. Oh, goodness. And it was going all over the neighborhood. And we were kind of embarrassed, <laughs> actually. And um, got some great audio that we used. Is that, that what story. you hear in yeah, the thing? That's yeah, the actual... The screaming is... I think we might have used the, some of the other ones from another source. Okay. But um, a lot of that pig, oh, I believe, funny. was from that. There was a special stunt pig. Uh, yes. And then the last part of the story is um, we loaded the pig up at the end. It was kind of traumatic because I mean, it was squealing. For the, for and, the pig. Yeah, for all of us. <laughs> and we got in the car and we put the pig in the back of the minivan. And somehow, I think I think maybe David went back there and opened the door. <laughs> and so we're driving through the country and this pig got out. And it's running hog wild through our minivan, screaming. And Amy was trying to grab it. It's like running up in the front. It was like massive chaos. And I actually got it on video. I got some video somewhere on some phone. You know, that would be, that'd be worth seeing. It was, it was incredible. That, that really would be worth seeing. And, you know, you, I think there's a lot of those stories. And I think that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do uh, the podcast was some of the, the funny things behind it and some of the, if you will, the, the blessings and uh, those moves of God that we want to talk about as well as share the mission missionary stories. Um, and you, you look back at the the earliest days, and now we're you're you're putting season six. You're in post production, getting ready to write season seven, and you know how far things have come, how they've been blessed, and you know recently you re- released a, a curriculum, right? Sarah, mm-hmm. and you you were worked yeah. a lot on that, didn't you? Yeah, Sarah worked so hard for two years, I think, on it, right? Yeah, it was quite a project. I think it was, I think I don't know when when the idea came. It was quite a while ago, but just to to say, all right, these stories are so powerful. It'd be right. so cool if we could have them in churches and kids learning a deeper lesson, even you know, than what they hear. Yeah, this the seed idea was. I remember looking in the van on the way back from church and in Sunday school lessons, littering the floor of the van, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and they yeah. never looked at it again. Mm-hmm. And then I, I juxtapose that with audio dramas where a kid will literally wear a CD out because yeah. they've listened to a story so many times. And I thought, 
wouldn't it be awesome to to get these stories to teachers and the teachers can share them with their kids and teach about them and then whenever the kids listen the 30th time they remember that lesson that they had in mm-hmm. class so that was kind of the idea that drove it and then Sarah you took it and and just really put life you dug into each lesson and said what is this episode about let's make a lesson about it and and um, really prayed over it and worked hard and tested it and it was quite a process yeah and you know it's we're we're talking about season 1 here uh in in this uh, particular episode and the curriculum is based on season 1 mm-hmm. isn't it yeah so so what yes. for dangerous waters dangerous what's, waters what's what's the what's the deeper the deeper lesson the the deeper lesson obviously in this story if you've heard it is that Brinkman's realizing oh we're using our money for things that would make us happy and they're breaking down they're not working anymore we don't even care about these things anymore and um, they just all got convicted that God wanted them to use their money for things that would last. So that's what the lesson is about. It's basically trying to strip down that idea. How do you actually store up treasures in heaven? I mean, kids are so literal. Right, right. So they're exactly. not. They're gonna be like, "How do I do it? Throw, yeah. You know, throw my money up there, and what, how is it gonna stick?" So it was kind of a fun challenge to think, how can we get a kid to understand what does that actually mean, and how can I, you know, a ten-year-old really store up treasures in heaven. And it was fun because it's like, you know, you don't have to have a ton of money to store mm-hmm. up treasure in heaven. You no. can use your time. That's right. You can just help the lady next door, like move her garbage or do something. And that's going to last. That can last forever if it's really done for the Lord and in his name and by his spirit. So that was a really fun, you know, it's it's it was challenging, but coming up with those ideas and, and even... You know, I think you said, let's always have like an object lesson or, you know, some Mr. Wizard science stuff. experiment. Yeah, I love science. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Science is pretty cool. Fire. Yeah. And and the idea is that not only just in churches, but, you know, audio drama is huge in the homeschooling community. Mm-hmm. Homeschool and, co-ops. Uh, homeschool co-ops, um, even, you know, even one-on-one or, um, you know, because the nice thing is this is something that... Um, it's already prepared, right. and you can listen to the stories. And chances are the the kids have already listened to right. listened to the CDs, uh, or or heard it on the radio or something like that. And um, you know this this is kind of just a a way to look at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's really exciting. And I assume that other seasons are coming. Well, Lord willing, we'll, Lord we'll willing. see how, what we can manage. I mean, it was yeah. a huge project, but yeah. um, we just want it to bless people. And if that if that happens and it's going great, we'll be like, okay, let's do, let's let's do another do one. Season just, two. Just like you, did you know there'd be a season two after season one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Too many uh, stories to tell. Yeah. I will say one other really awesome thing about the, the curriculum. We license the homeschool co-op or the church or the, or the school to allow each one of the kids to stream the episodes. Oh. And so, um, and then we give them links so they can listen at home on their phone and they can make copies if they, if they want to as well. We provide that for them. And so the kids are listening to these episodes at home with their family. And then when they come to class, they listen to a recap, a six-minute recap, which we, we provided. And then we teach the lesson. And so all these kids are getting, every time they listen to that episode, they remember what their teacher taught them. Mm-hmm. So and I love I, that. I love it, too, that you're thinking, you know, here's a kid and maybe their family doesn't go to church. But when you bring this audio drama into their home, you know, we hear all the time, Moms and dads saying, you know, my kids are listening to this, but I love it and mm-hmm. I'm learning from it. And so it's just amazing to think. Think about all those homes where these kids are going home, right. their families are listening, and just think what God could do with that. So I think, you know, as a church, it's 
actually a cool outreach idea too for the families of these kids. Mm-hmm. We think it's a VBS as well, but we haven't gotten there yet. That that'll be the next. Yeah. The next step is going to be the. Yeah, you could use it for that. The you entire just shuffle it up VBS a little bit. Uh, program yeah. you oh, yeah. can get. We'll we'll yeah, make absolutely. more hats. We always comment on and Ian's posters, hat, yeah. posters and hats. Maybe you know, maybe you Swag. can <laughs> action. Figures. You know, for if you're in Wisconsin or something like that, maybe you know, one of the the actual Brinkmans will stop by, and you know, I thought it'd be cool to make Brinkman Adventure headphones. Ooh. Wouldn't that be neat? Oh. Brinkman it should be yellow. Yeah, yellow they, oh, and yeah. yellow and black. <laughs> you got to be yellow and black. So, well, you know, we got some great marketing ideas, but um, you know, speaking of of things that that people can can get. Uh, one of the things we always want to put in is uh, where where can people listen to or get copies of the CDs sure. or, or now even uh, the curriculum? Well, you can get them from CBD or Amazon, mm-hmm. um, your favorite Christian retailer maybe, um, <laughs> but mostly our website. We have all of the stuff on the website, so we love it when people visit. And one of the really cool parts of the website is we have a, a page dedicated to every episode. And so after you, after you listen to the episode, we say don't go before because there's spoilers there. We tell the story behind the story and a little bit of the, the, the real missionary mm-hmm. and where it happened in the world and, and why we changed some details. Uh, so that's a really cool resource on the website. So more more behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. even kind of what we're doing uh, here, exactly what we're doing here. And so uh, I think that'd be a great resource uh, for people. And you know, I think one of the things is as as these begin to go out. We we would love to get feedback. Yeah. Uh, we you know if 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 someone wants to send a question like uh, you know whatever happened oh, to the pig yeah, or you know it's really not covered in the episode you know what happened to the pig or or whatever you know those questions I think we'd love to address all of those mm-hmm. uh, try to you know reach out to our community so yeah. uh, you can find that stuff at www.brinkmanadventures.com. We that's we, right. So just start typing it into Google. Yeah. And it's Brinkman with one N, not, one N. not two N's. Yeah. If it was two, it'd be Dutch, right? <laughs> we are very Dutch. For now, I think we're going to wrap things up. Thank you for joining us. And uh, please, please send in your comments or your questions. We'd love to hear about them. And uh, from all of us, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you.